Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome, everybody, to the A.J. Osborne Show podcast. I don't know. One of the two. You pick. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining me today. We are um, rocking and rolling here. We've had so much going on, and I'm so excited as we've been scaling our business. We're taking over the other half of our building. Um, and during this crazy time of uh, a, a lot of uncertainty, we have a change in politics, Um that always makes markets uneasy, trying to figure out the new lay of landscape. So for the next six months, we will be seeing a lot of changes coming down. Throughout these changes in investing strategies, some of them can be dramatic because they can change returns, executions, um, and most of it's out of your control, right? So it's about, uh, we've been thinking a lot about adjusting and how our options are laid out um, in the last podcast we did, we talked about that overarching structure and how to make the kind of decisions that uh, you can continually act on without with, without stopping because of the unknown. So really how to discern economic and social uh, events, data, and project those forward, but not be paralyzed in the fact that you don't know what's going to happen because that's part of it. And it's, I don't even necessarily want to say that it's risk. I view risk of the unknown is really centered around the micro part of your execution strategy, right? So let me give you an example of what I mean by the unknown macro and the unknown micro. Um, Unknown micro activities. uh, So if you're progressing, and you have a lot of unknowns on your strategy at the execution at the micro execution level. That's called stupidity. Okay, um, it is not the same when you move out of those realms. Uh, let me give you an example why you got somebody that's developing something, and you ask them, "Why are you developing this?" And they said, oh, well, we own the land and we thought this would be a good asset. And you say, okay, well, what are the revenue drivers? So what makes this a good asset? And they say, oh, well, you know, this area is really cool. It's a nice growing area or whatever it may be. Okay, well, what are the data? What's the data? What data do you have? So when you're looking at your data, who are the uh, utilizers of the asset? Why are they utilizing? And what is the cost of utilization for them to utilize that asset? Um, Versus what are the expenses associated, obviously, with you running, right? Revenue and expenses. But how do you know in that development process that that asset will be utilized at that range. Um, the bottom line of 90% of the times, I, I, I just know that the area is a good area, right? Or I, I just, this is an up and coming area. These vague statements that are just broad based put out that have nothing to do with actually understanding the dynamics of whether that property, that development, whatever it is, that business will truly be successful. Um, you see this and you see, do you know that this market's a hundred billion dollars? And if I could capture just 1% of that, that would mean, you know, those statements are just, 
they're just over, they're just statements that you use because you don't actually know the answers. Um, this, these are problems. So when you're going micro and when we're taking micro actions, they need to be data driven. And if they're not data driven and, and it fails, it's really your fault. And you have to be at a point in life that your micro actions are also self-reflections, that you take responsibility for the pitfalls of your execution micro, but that you ignore the macro that you have no control over, but yet you're aware of it. So the macro things that you have no control over, you need to understand, you need to be aware of it, you need to know the cause and effects and everything else like that, but it shouldn't stop your execution. It should determine how execution is played out. So the whole point of that last podcast and the whole point of what I've just kind of discussed here is you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable and you need to be able to move forward with certainty in an uncertain world. And I think a lot of people have, um, they're at odds with these things. They're at odds with these ideas and they feel that these ideas should be reconciled before they can move, before they can do, um, and, or they put blame on circumstances that are out of their control because it makes them feel comfortable with failures. As in, well, you know, it wasn't my fault. It was just a bad market, right? Or it just turned on me, right? Or this location, hey, I gave it my best shot, but it just didn't work out, right? Or like, I just hate those cop-outs because they don't solve any problems. They don't help that person figure out what went wrong that was within their control. And most of the time when you're looking at a business, the businesses fail because of the execution, right? They fail because of the delivery of the product, the service. They fail because of the lack of control within the organization, the revenue. Um, They fail because of lack of talent. But those are all controllables, Right. The large macro stuff that kill, kills businesses are also a failure of not of burying their hand and not applying known uncontrollable knowledge to micro strategy. Whenever I think about this, I always think about uh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix for, I don't even remember what it was, like a million bucks or a few million bucks or something like that, right? And... Um, they turned it down. And when you listen to them and, and when you research how it went down and everything, it's really interesting why. Because it wasn't that they, like a lot of us, I think, think they were like, they were in denial, right? But that actually wasn't even it. They actually knew that that was going to be game changing. And when I see things like this, it puts into perspective the lack of understanding what the market's doing, what policies in the government's doing to your business model, to the economy, what social trends, technologies, adaptation is doing, and then not applying that downstream to what you do. Okay. We do this in every single aspect of our lives. We do this with working with friends and families and teaching and right. It's this is a common problem. People get frozen and they get caught up 
and not progressing forward in uncertainties that are not controllable. And so then they stop everything that they do have control over. That's their own fault, right? And it's my own fault. It's my own fault when I do it, right? I'm not, I'm, I, I, I mean, this is all of this. When I'm talking through these things, they're almost always self-reflections. I'm looking inside. I'm seeing these things. I'm trying to learn right for myself and identify things that are, that are happening. So when we're in these massive news cycles of all of these change, uh, right, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's, it's you know, the 2008 crash, whether it's all that, most of the people that survived were the people that kept going but adjusted the strategy. I think about some real estate people that uh, – it was a great story. Um, what they were real estate brokers – and because the housing market shut down and they had nothing to do, instead, they pivoted and they said, we know what we do. We sell assets. But because right now there's a lack of buyer pools, we have to go nationwide. So instead, what they did is they started an auction site where they would auction off assets. And that became a company that was worth 100 times anything that that brokerage firm Instead of shutting their shutting down, they pivoted. They were still doing the exact same thing. They were still selling houses, right? That didn't change at all. But the means by which they performed that service to the market did based upon them adapting to uncontrollable circumstances. They kept a cool head. They analyzed what was going on. They pivoted and instead they were successful because of that, right? So instead of just freezing up, slowly dying, right, or not being able to do anything and having that destroy or control you, they put, now you may think, oh, that's, you know, okay, of course, you need to take advantage of opportunities. But the problem is when you say things that simple, it's only opportunities in hindsight, right? So they didn't know that that was necessarily going to be an opportunity. They were just trying to pivot. They were trying to try things. They were being actionable in their strategy, in their um, execution of their strategy in different means and terms. Uh, so lots of times in hindsight, this is all, right, it's all rosy and pictures. Like if I look back in hindsight of us starting our companies and us, you know, getting into our assets we were in, where we built and everything, it seems way more rose-colored, even in my own mind today, than it did then. The amount that I didn't know, the amount that is clear now, so the pieces come together, but they weren't clear then. It was just scattered pieces all over a table. Uh, but the, the difference was we pivoted what we were doing. We didn't stop during the major crises, during times when I was failing, where when I had really screwed up. The only thing we did was we just pivoted. I said, this is not working, This, and, and, and we moved into a better way um, and took advantage, right, of what we, we saw best. We failed a lot. We started multiple businesses that didn't work and executed on philosophies, but because of those, we just kept going, and we figured out how to execute in under those environments. And this, it, this is 
really important and key for people to understand because they're always doing it. So if we look right now, what's going on politically, you have these massive taxes that are coming down the pipe. We have inflation, which causes a lot of people to say, what is the economic future as inflation rises, yet taxes start to go up? Will the taxes offset inflation, bring inflation down, or will we actually have a major rise in interest rates? How will assets be transferred? Will they no longer be transferred on the open market? Will it be debt strategies that people are now using to do debt purchases and capitalization on that so we can change the way that we don't get taxed? And the answer is probably yes. So well, what will end up happening if the market freezes because you know they come in at whatever their proposal was, like 48%, 44% tax rate increase on capital gains, um, which is there's so many words that I probably shouldn't say right now, so I'm not going to. What it really means is that I'm going to pivot and I'm going to go do down a different road, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to secure assets anymore. It doesn't mean that if that market freezes, they're not. No, I'm going to. I'm just going to do it in a way that I don't got to pay all those taxes because that is a business model that doesn't work. Let me give you an idea. So a lot of people are like, well, what's wrong? Why can't you pay the taxes? That's not the only taxes we pay. In real estate, if you sell something and I get a capital gains tax of almost 50%, I also have a recoup on depreciation unless I can 1031 exchange. You can't always 1031 exchange to get rid of the taxes and recoup. So if I have to recoup the depreciation because I want to retire and I have a 50% tax, all of a sudden... That depreciation over a long period of time may, may have been a really big hit. It's no longer ever worth selling the asset at that point. You, you won't even make money. So then assets just don't go to market. So then we're going to start to trade and change the way things are done. Think of REITs, right? And when REITs came in to try to restructure the buying and selling of assets, um, and they became huge. So the point being is even amongst change, the people that – um, are successful, the people that take advantage, they're successful over the long run, not the short run. And, you know, I, I find that people that are truly largely successful, yes, there's a huge percentage that it's a quick hit, it's one thing, but most of them are just continually doing, uh, they're continually working within unknowns and executing on controllables in a way that they're moving forward throughout all of these changes. We don't control who runs the politics. We don't control what the Fed does. We don't control what society does. So being successful at any really given thing over decades, that that isn't a blip. That's not just a... Um, like, oh, well, you got hot. Yeah, of course, uh, there's always exceptions to rules. Yes, there are some that are. But for ma the majority of people out there, that's just not how it works. And uh, that's something you need to be remembering and thinking about. You have to be comfortable not being comfortable. And you have to execute even in the unknowns. You can't freeze up. You can't stop. And you can't say, my business model doesn't work now. Because if that happened, every business would always fail. They would never last. Um, and two, those changes usually come at the worst times ever. These changes usually come when you're not ready for them. These changes usually come when you're ill-prepared. Maybe you just started the business. And it can be really, really hard. And lots of times, we want change to happen in the way we want it. Like I see people, well, this is an option I could survive, but I'd have to give up too much equity. Like, so you're just going to die? 
That doesn't make sense, right? But they want the change and the success to conform to their wants. And the thing you got to remember about the market, nobody cares what you want. Nobody cares. That just doesn't matter. You need to create a product, a service that helps others, that has demand, that does something for the marketplace, and you need to create a business that can be successful in those circumstances. If you give the market what it wants, you'll get what you want in return. Um, but you just don't get to cater it or else, obviously, everybody would be rich, successful in whatever way that they wanted to. Um, that's just not how it works. So don't expect it. But we do. So once again, the whole goal of this is to understand that throughout the changes, and it, the reason I bring it up too is you have to understand, is probably the most thing, every, I, the most questions we get, whether it's through podcast, whether it's when I'm speaking, anything else, it's AJ. What would you do right now? Knowing everything that you knew, no, what would you do right now? That's just not how it works. It's not like I'm like, oh, well, okay, here's the golden secret that we changed the end cure-all to all at this exact moment. Invest in, you know, whatever, dodge coin, and you're going to be a billionaire in three. Like, that's not how it works, right? It's It's not a roll of the dice. It's not a guessing game. It's not a just happen to be right. And there's some people that predict the future and they're really lucky at it. Now there's obviously, I'm, I'm saying this with a broad brush. Yes, of course we identify trends. Yes, of course we're measuring things. And yes, of course I share all that information, obviously on the podcast, obviously when I'm speaking, what we're seeing, where things are going, how we're adjusting our business models, but those are long-term trend changes, our strategy on how we may get a customer in or how we may execute that value to that customer, right? Those things are changing all the time. And it's not like, like, well, yeah, yeah, we've switched to text to versus email to this, to this, this, right? Um, of course, every business has to do that. Every business has to change that the way the little things that they're doing at any given notice. That's, that's a constant state of change. Um, but the big stuff right? We don't. I'm looking for long-term trends. Whether taxes rise or not, it will, of course, affect how we execute because it will affect the inventory in the market, how we get it. And I will be sharing everything with you on the podcast as always. But one thing that is true, we don't ever, if we don't have an answer, we don't stop. So we keep going, whether we have those answers or not, right? We don't, ne we'll never 100% know what will work, but we keep going. We keep doing deliverables. We keep trying. We keep figuring it out. What we're trying to do and what this all comes down to is risk, and we're trying to avoid the risk of ruin. So I don't do anything. I try not to. There's obviously a million unforeseen things, but I try not to do anything that would cause the risk of ruin. That means it would ruin us, that we would be destroyed. That's the risk that I really am trying to take out. That's the risk that we don't ever want to happen. I need to be able to fail and I need to be able to keep moving forward because I don't know when times will change and I don't know what will work and what um, won't work and how that's going to come to fruition. But at the end of the day, 
we're going to be in a constant state of change and some changes are going to seem more, geez, I want to say it seem larger than others. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't really remember any time in my life that didn't seem like an astronomical change. I remember watching the Twin Towers get hit as we sat in a college and thought, oh, man, we're all going to war. Well, we didn't end up getting a draft going to war. Then I moved to Brazil, right? Then I came back, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I've got all these big plans. Wanted to get into real estate, started selling insurance, and uh, then tried to buy into some duplexes and fourplexes. I couldn't make anything work. Started to get a few small facilities. Um, thought that I had it figured out and was going to start to develop land. And then the real estate crisis hit. Threw all that out the window. Then the sales job went. I started doing mergers and acquisitions. Some of that failed. And I had massive problems with that and almost lost everything. Um, and we still had to keep going. We had to figure work that out through as we were growing our storage business. Right, That hit went good. And then finally, I felt that I had our all our businesses in line, our real estate was going great, and then I became paralyzed. And then I had to spend years trying to come back from that, and then I finally had the year where I'm like, okay, I'm back. I'm walking on my own. This is the first time I'm walking on my own. I'm full-time into all my stuff. I don't have my job anymore. Nothing's going to stop me. Five months into that, we had COVID. And it's just like, wow. It seems like every five years for my personal life, there's been such dramatic shifts that it was like, if I stopped at anything small, I couldn't move. I, there was, I couldn't do anything, right? Um, these are not small things. 2008 was the greatest recession that we all went through together, that people lost their jobs, lost their fortunes, lost everything. Um, it was devastating. It was so hard to be in business. I spent literally just years working with companies as they, every time we sat down, we don't know if we're going to be here next month. Um, then, you know, you have a great, small, very small stretch. Um, and then there, that tend to, that was the when my personal life had all the problems. Finally, when that got solved, we're back into world problems. So just get comfortable being uncomfortable, people. It's okay. It's part of the gig. Use it. Make it work for you. It doesn't matter. Um, your strategy should never stop. I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months, but I do know we're going to keep going. We're not going to stop. I don't care what they do with taxes. I don't care what happens with the interest rates. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to keep going. But because the world is in such a constant state of change, externally and internally with people, they are waiting for a magical moment, a magical moment to match up. And um, that magical moment, I don't know if it's just nature or maybe just God thinks it's funny, but it never happens. So <laughs> just don't, don't expect it, right? And if you don't expect it, then those things can blow by you. Like I hear people like, I'm just not in the right state of mind. State of mind? What does that mean? Like, I just can't handle this right now, right? But what happened? Did your freaking latte like? come out not right like i i just we concern ourselves on micro problems and we allow these problems or this fact trump's trump's president this is just not i can't deal with it it's like stop whining stop 
talking about everything that's going to destroy your life or give you excuses on why you can't do things. And I know this is kind of a rant, and I'm sorry, but I'm in a ranty mood, so it's just going to be how it is. You just got to keep waking up and you got to keep doing it, whether you feel like it, whether you're not, whether you don't, and don't think that you need to have everything aligned right on the macro side. The micro side, though, when it goes wrong, it's your freaking problem. Own up to it, figure out what you screwed up, and just keep going. But look at it and don't accept luck. Don't just accept roll the dice. Cross our fingers. I hope this property fills up. Cross our fingers. I hope we have customers. If you're doing that, then you shouldn't be doing it, period, right? When you're doing execution on the micro side, you should analyze and measure everything down to the smallest amount. And then you should put odds at which those things can happen. We have revenue ranges in which I'm looking at predictabilities and how within these ranges that are known in a marketplace, we can achieve them, right? So micro, you limit your risk through executing correctly and your knowledge of what's happening in that marketplace, um, what's happening with people, what they're wanting, what your customers are telling you. Uh, And then macro, you're watching it and you're measuring all of it to see how you need to adjust micro. All right. I've hit on that enough, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. I hope that you're like, okay, I just had a big rant from AJ. Um, I need to turn this off. So if you like the rant, great. If you think this was helpful, I hope so. It's helpful for me. I got to remind myself. Please, guys, like, give this a good review. Um, and I, I think that when we're going through the next few weeks, we're obviously going to be talking more and more. And I'm going to have I've, – I've already actually looked at today as the tax changes were coming up. We have to wait for a lot of these um, different government proposals to come out or whatnot. But I'm actually – I want to get a tax specialist on here. And so we can talk through a history of tax changes and what is currently happening in the environment and how these policies may look, work, or change. Um, because those are the things I'm going to be looking for to understand how to do it. And so if I'm going to be doing it and talking and having those conversations, I'm going to have it on the uh, podcast to have you guys uh, make sure you're getting the information that you need. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. See ya.